Welcome to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Their goal is to win the lost, disciple Christians, set the captives free, and see the sick made whole. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org. Now, here's Pastor Gary Culp with today's message. Well, good afternoon. Lord bless you. What do we know for sure? God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Let's pray for souls. Father, we agree together. We want everyone to go to heaven. So we're crying out to you for the eternal salvation of of every boy and girl, man and woman in Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas, their past, present, future spouses, all the children they have now in the future and their family members, all grandchildren they have now in the future and their family members, all great-grandchildren they have now in the future and their family members. Father, by faith, we're sending the Holy Spirit to convict each and every person of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Lord Jesus Christ, reveal yourself to each person, your incarnation, your perfect life, the great miracles you did, your death, burial, and resurrection, your precious atoning blood, the revelation and understanding that by your stripes we were healed. We come to every boy and girl, man and woman. They would humble themselves before you. They would repent of their sins, receive you, Lord Jesus, as Savior and Lord, being gloriously born again from above. And Father, please get everybody into a good Bible-believing teaching church that they can be baptized in water, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Every Christian will become a true disciple of Jesus Christ. We're crying out for every demon-possessed, demonized, and captive person to be set free and all the sick to be healed from every sickness and every disease. And Father, your people to receive and walk fully in the blessing of Abraham, whom God blessed in all things. And we agree for that right now, and we thank you for it by faith. Also, Father, we love the Jewish people. We have such a great a debt of gratitude for them and to them. So, Father, would you please remove the scales and blinders off their hearts and uh, minds? Allow them to see that Jesus Christ is their Messiah, Savior, and Lord, and they would all be born again from above. Father, in obedience to your word, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. But also, Lord, we agree that they have title deed to all the land of Canaan. So, Father, please restore this land to them. Protect them from their anyone, enemies. And if anyone tries to destroy them, Father, stop them. And if necessary, Lord, destroy them. And we thank you for that also in Jesus' name. Now we need to agree together for some things that uh, evil, wicked plant people are planning or have already done and the God would stop them. Remember, we're supposed to occupy till he comes. Father, we cry out to you right now. We come against this digital currency that Joe Biden and Fed are trying to roll out. Father, this is from the pit of hell. It's trying to bring forth a one world currency in the mark of the beast and we come against it in Jesus' name. Father, send their plans into confusion and derision. May they fight among themselves and raise up millions of people to cry out against it and stop this great evil, Lord Jesus, at least until after the uh, rapture of the church and we thank you for it. Father, don't let them, anybody 
anybody else make any more viruses or pestilences like they did with the COVID-19 thing. Destroy all those labs, Father. Don't let them do it anymore. Don't let them kill your people and the lost, Father. God, stop this great evil, and we thank you for it. And, Father, you must secure our borders. Father, we pray that you would drive out of this country every person who is here illegally, and whether it be through law enforcement or through your angelic host, Father, drive them out of here and allow only those to come back who come forth according to our laws and according, Father, to our Constitution. And, Father, protect our power grid. We hear rumors, Father God, that they're planning, Father God, to do blackouts, to do things to shut down our electricity, our coal, our oil, our gas. Father God, stop these wicked plans by evil people, Father God, to try to control us. Father, protect our power grid. Send your most powerful holy angels to watch over and protect our power grid. And, Father, if anyone tries to take it down, Lord, take them out. And we agree for that right now. And, Father, protect our farms, Father God. Give them the abundance of rain they need this year in the United States of America. May they grow crops for the glory of God. And may everyone in America be fed. And we have enough left over to feed others. But also, Father, take away all the farms from foreign countries who have bought the land. And, Father, remove those officials that have allowed them to do this. And we thank you for it. Also, Father God, we pray, Father, there seems to be no more justice in America. At the best, Father, it's a two-tier justice. So, Father, you bring, we agree together, your divine justice and judgment over the Biden administration. You know everything. You know the beginning from the end. We cry out to you, intervene, Father God. Make them an example, Father God, of how real you are and that you are seeing the things they're doing. And we thank you for it. And, Father, don't allow anyone to bring any mRNA material to put into our food, our water, our plants, our animals, and the human beings. Don't let them spray it in the sky, Father God. Protect us, Lord Jesus. We cry out to you. We're trusting in you, and we know you're coming very soon. We give you the praise, honor, and glory now. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're going to be talking about operating by faith. The just shall live by faith. And you know Jesus is coming soon, right? And I'm supposed to tell you that. I, I believe I'm not setting a date as far as when the rapture. Rapture could happen today. But I believe by the end of 2025, we will be in the tribulation. And I honestly believe the rapture happens ahead of time. So I believe time is very, very short. And remember, Apophis is going to hit April 13th, 2029. So you, you don't want to be here. Need to get saved. Need to be ready to go and get, be out of here. I guess we'll be watching it from heaven. What a terrible destruction will take place. In fact, if you study Revelation, you know it begins, number one. The re Remember, the tribulation begins with the Antichrist who shows up, who's on the scene right now, signs a seven-year peace treaty with Israel. That's day one of the tribulation. Then God begins to pour out the seven seal judgments. The seventh seal judgment opens up to the seven trumpet judgments. The seven trumpet judgment, the seventh trumpet judgment op opens up to the bowl of wrath or vile judgments. And oh, they are all bad. And remember, and I agree with Tom Horn, this Apophis hitting off the Mexican California coast is part of a Revelation chapter 8, one of the trumpet judgments. And we believe that's probably about the middle of the tribulation. So go back three and a half years. Yeah, you're in October. 
I think 13, 2025. So I'm just telling you, it's getting very, very close. Get everybody saved and ready to meet Jesus, okay? So let's talk about the just shall live by faith. Is it important, according to the word of God, that we walk by faith? Well, let's look. Romans 1, starting verse 16 and verse 17. Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Do you know in this illegitimate administration, they're trying to persecute Christians and godly conservative people? You, you figure that out by now. But we are never to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. God's on his throne. He can protect us. He can promote us. He's with us. So don't let anyone intimidate you. Share Jesus, okay? For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is a power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Verse 17, for in it is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written. Here's what God's word says, the just shall live by faith. Well, how do I know if I'm just or not? Well, you get just, you become just or justified when you repent of your sins and receive Jesus as Savior and Lord. Here it is, Romans 5.1. Therefore, being justified by faith, faith in Jesus, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, it's only the blood of Jesus Christ that can wash away your sins. You know, there's people, and I've heard them, well, I'm trying to live a good life, keep the Ten Commandments, be good to my neighbors and walk in love. Well, that's a nice thing, but you will die and go straight to hell. Because, see, Jesus had to come and die for our sins because being good doesn't get you to heaven because you're already bad. You were born bad because of Adam and Eve in the fall. You have that fallen nature. You figure that out by now. You may want to do good things, but many times you end up doing the bad things. And I don't even know you, and I'm sure you've broken all Ten Commandments. Do you understand that? <clears throat> if you understand the Ten Commandments, you've broken all the Ten Commandments. Okay. So you need forgiveness. You need a Savior, and his name is Jesus Christ. But the Bible says the just shall live by faith. Let's look at another scripture over here in the book of Galatians chapter 3. I want you to see that God says the only way to get saved, the only way to live According to the word of God is by faith. Faith in Father God, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, faith in the Holy Spirit, faith in the word of God. Galatians 3.10. For as many as are under the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things that are written in the book of the law to do them. <clears throat> See, if you could get to be declared righteous before God... What that verse is saying is you'd have to keep the law, all the law, all the time, and never mess up once. Well, you can't do that. You have a fallen nature. You, you lie, you cuss, you steal. You look at the opposite sex sometimes in ways you shouldn't do, and you've done things about it. You know you're a sinner. You've stolen things. I don't care who you are. You've done these things. You need Jesus. You can't get saved by being good. It's too late. Verse 11, but that no man, that includes no person. Do you understand that? That no man is justified by the law, by keeping the Ten Commandments, by being good or doing good. Here it is. In the sight of God. It is evident for, here it is again, the just shall live by faith. 
We have to have faith in Jesus to have our sins forgiven, to go to heaven, to have a relationship with God. This is so important. God said it again. Let's jump to the book of Hebrews chapter 10. You see, God, I mean, he only has to say things once to be truth, but sometimes he tells you over and over again something because this is important. It's a priority. Let's start Hebrews 10.35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. That's a good word. We need to have total confidence in God and his word. Amen. And in his son, Jesus, which hath great recompense of reward. You're blessed when you trust God. Okay. For you have need of patience. Oh, we don't like hearing that word, but we're all going to learn patience. <laughs> if you're very old, hopefully you've, you've learned some patience. For you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you did what God told you to do, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and not tarry. Here it is again. Now the just shall live by faith. Okay. The just those who are justified, we continue to trust Father God. We continue to trust Lord Jesus. We continue to allow, ask the Holy Spirit to fill us and control us and empower us, right? Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. For we are not of them who draw back into perdition. Another good word would be destruction. But of them that believe to the saving of the soul. So we're supposed to walk by faith. God says you can't please him without faith. Oh, did I forget that verse? Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So you have to have faith in Jesus you won't make it to heaven, and you won't make it in this life. Well, let's establish that, again, the first faith you have is that in Jesus, okay? We talked a little bit last week, but let's make sure we got this down. Jesus says himself, John chapter 5, verse 39, search the scriptures. That's the Bible, the word of God. Remember, this is the only perfect book there is, the Bible, okay? Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me, Jesus Christ. Now, sad to say, he was talking to some religious rulers, and notice what he said in verse 40. And you will, shall not come to me that you have life. That means eternal life. That means your sins are forgiven. You have a relationship with God now. You have the Holy Spirit. Jesus lives in your heart. You're going to heaven one day. Jesus is in you. Only through Jesus does this happen. Does that make sense? And then let's look at John chapter 8. This is so sad. This is why I have such a heart. My heart is not just to see heathen saved, <laughs> but religious people saved. Okay? Now, here's the example. John chapter 8, verse 21. Then said Jesus again to them, the Jewish religious leaders, I go my way, and you shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Oh, that means you go to hell. That means you get tormented forever and ever and ever, and you eventually get thrown into the lake of fire. Do you understand that? Okay. He's talking to religious leaders. Okay. Where I go, of course, Jesus went back to heaven. You cannot come. 
Then said the Jews, Will he kill himself? Because he saith, Where I go, you cannot come. And he said unto them, You are from beneath. <laughs> Not good. I am from above. That's right. Jesus came down from heaven. You are of this world. I am not of this world. And here's just a reality, and it applies to you. I said, therefore, unto you, that you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not, remember, got to have faith. If you believe not that I am he, that Jesus is the Messiah, the Savior of the world, our deliverer and healer, our soon coming King of kings, Lord of lords, okay, you shall die in your sins. Now, let me tell you something about these Jewish people that it seems like they didn't repent and went to hell. They claimed to know God. They prayed to God every day. They read their Old Testament scriptures. They gave tithes and offerings. They did good things. And they died in their sins because none of those things get you to heaven because they refused God the Father's provision through his son Jesus. Jesus didn't die on the cross because it was just a nice thing to do. It was the only way for us to go to heaven. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And he rose the third day defeating Satan, sin, and death. But I'm just telling you, they were religious. They went to little church services and they died and went to hell because they missed Jesus. Does Jesus Christ live in you? If not, you need to let him do that. I said you have to walk by faith, and the first faith you have is in Jesus. Let me prove that to you again. Romans 10, 9 and 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, that means Jesus is Lord. He's God. <laughs> and shall believe in thine heart, little your spirit man, that God hath raised him, Jesus Christ, from the dead. You believe in the resurrection. Thou shalt be saved. That means born again. That means become a Christian. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. Remember, believeth, that's faith. Unto righteousness, right standing with God. And with the mouth, and did you hear this? With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You believe in your heart who Jesus is, that he died for you and rose again. His precious blood is what paid for your sins. You repent of your sinful life. You ask Jesus to come into your heart and be your Savior and Lord. And you're saved right then and there. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Does it work for everybody? Verse 13, for whosoever, I don't even know you, but you are a whosoever. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Maybe just one more scripture before we go on. Remember Galatians chapter 3, verse 26. For you are all the sons of God, don't stop there, by faith in Christ Jesus. You are not a child of God until Jesus Christ comes to live within you. And he only comes in by your invitation. No one can save you. Jesus can save you. And you have to personally receive him. Personally repent of your sins. Well, let's talk about the Christian life. So, the, so I get saved by trusting Jesus. How do I live the Christian life? Thank you for asking. 
I love how Paul writes here in the book of Colossians chapter 2, <clears throat> talking to the Christians, those already saved. Here's giving, giving them some instruction, okay? As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in him. How'd you receive him? You repented of your sins and said, Jesus, come into my heart. I'm trusting you as my Savior and Lord. Just like you got saved, that's how you live every day. When you become aware of, of sin, <clears throat> you repent of your sins, and you trust and walk with Jesus every day. In fact, you know when you get saved, you've just met Jesus. You don't really know him intimately. Now that you're born again, you get to know him more and better every day as you walk with him and pray and read his word and obey him. Which brings us to verse 7. This shows you we're supposed to go deep with the Lord. We're to know him more today than we did the day before. Here it is, verse 7. Rooted and built up in him, a person, Jesus Christ, yes. He lives in every real Christian and established in the faith. That's the body of truth that makes up the Bible. You see how important the Bible is to know that every word is true? Get out of that woke church. Get out of that cult and false, and false religion. The Bible is absolute truth. Okay. Trying to save your soul through knowing the truth. Rooted and built up in, in the faith and established in uh I'm sorry, rooted and built up in him, Jesus, and established in the faith, the Bible, the truth of God, as you have been taught, that means you need to be in a good church, abounding with thanksgiving. Always be thankful. And again, here's the warning, you know, you know, kids get saved and they get filled with the Spirit of God and living for Jesus, and then they go off to college and get lied to, and God is often mocked and re and 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 they're told all these stupid, ridiculous things. That's why verse eight says, "Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ." Do you understand that? Don't let anyone steal your relationship with Jesus. They're idiots, educated idiots, if they don't have a relationship with God. You don't know any truth until God comes to live in you. Do you understand that? Because you have no Holy Spirit. You don't know what the Bible says. You have, don't have a clue what truth is until you get born again. And then you're growing in that truth continually as you walk with the Lord and study his word. You see how important that is? How do we live the Christian life just like we got saved? Remember what Paul says also here in Romans chapter 12, verse uh, 1 and 2. Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with such a great a cloud of witnesses. In other words, all those who, who we know and love who have died in the Lord and gone on to heaven. Let us, that's the believers, lay aside every weight. And the sin which does so easily beset us, you know, Christians struggle with sin. There's besetting sins. You've got to deal with them. You've got to get strong in the Lord and learn how to say no to sin and yes to Jesus every day. But here's how we're to walk. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Remember, the Christian life is a marathon, not a sprint. How do we live the Christian life by faith? Here it is. Looking unto Jesus, but don't stop there. The author and finisher of our faith. I like the Amplified. The one who's bringing it to maturity and perfection. Who does that? Jesus. 
as you walk with him, obey him, hear his voice. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Oh, praise God. And you know, we have to learn how to exercise our faith. Did you know that? You know, Jesus was teaching the disciples, and we that's why it's so important for us to read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But notice back here in Mark chapter 10, 11, Jesus was teaching them. Verse 20, And in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remember it, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou curseth is withered away. Jesus had done that a couple days ago. And now they came by the fig tree and saw that what Jesus said happened. What Jesus says happens. That's a good word, isn't it? And Jesus answering and said unto them, Have faith in God. Literally, have the faith of God. For verily I say unto you, Jesus, you know God? For verily I say unto you, whosoever, remember that's you, whosoever, shall say oh so faith has to open their mouth don't they whosoever shall say unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart and that's where the devil comes in and your flesh and the world <clears throat> they are continually trying to put doubt in your heart so you can't move mountains and get other people saved because they see the power of things god's doing through you and answering your prayers not doubt in his heart Okay, you have to fight against doubt, okay. But shall believe, that's faith, that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he saith. So faith opens their mouth, don't they? Verse 24, therefore I say unto you, Jesus, God, whatever things you desire, do you have any desires? Do you believe these desires are from God and line up with his word? What thing, whatever things you desire, when you pray. Oh, here's another thing. You're not just opening your mouth and saying things. You're praying to God in Jesus' name, right? When you pray, believe, that's faith, that you receive them, literally that you believe that God is hearing your prayer and answering it, and you're now even receiving it before anything happens, and you shall have them. Oh, so I pray, I say, I open my mouth, I talk to God. Lord, here's what you said in your word. I am believing you to do this for me, whatever it is. Lord, I'm standing on this promise of God. I'm speaking your word over this situation, Lord Jesus. I'm trusting you. Father, this is the desire of my heart. I come to you in Jesus' name. And you speak it, you pray it, you believe it. And what does God do? He gives it to you. He answers your prayer. You know God answers prayers, right? We don't pray to God in vain. We have a relationship with God. Once we receive Jesus as our Savior and Lord, we now have the Holy Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. If you're really born again, God lives in you. Jesus is in your spirit, man. He, yes, he's also at the right hand of the Father praying for you also. Boy, that's a great deal. But he lives in you. You know God. You have a relationship, and you're just getting to know him better and better 
as you walk by faith, trusting him, reading this Bible, saying, yes, Lord, I agree with you. And remember, when God says, I like this, oh, Lord, I like it too, and I'll start doing it. Oh, Lord, you don't like that? Okay, I don't like it either, so I'm not going to do it. And if I do do it, Lord, I'll repent because I sinned against you. You know, that's how First John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, I have so much more examples, but I don't have time. But I'm just telling you, we operate by faith. But the first act of faith is when you trust Jesus as your Savior and Lord, repenting of your sins. And now you've met him, and now you have a relationship, and you grow in that all the days of your life, and you live just like you got saved by faith. And when you mess up in sin, you repent. Pretty easy, isn't it? Do you know Jesus as your Savior and Lord? Do you have a real relationship with him? If not, pray with me now. Dear God, I see it. I want to have a relationship with you, Jesus. I want to know you. I'm a sinner. I repent of all my sins. Please, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Wash me in your precious blood. I receive you now as my Savior and Lord of my life. I give myself to you completely, both now and forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. I love you. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org or send an email to Pastor Gary. His email is GaryCulp at Yahoo.com. Please join them again next week as they continue to expound on God's truth in a relevant and practical way.